Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We are here to move you forward in the call of God for your life, your career, and your ministry through prophetic insight, practical teaching, and powerful conversations with influential leaders. Never throw away your confidence. It is time to move forward. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Move Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kim Moss. We have been talking about this interesting word, shrewd. We've talked about the times and seasons. We talked about why I'm bringing you this message at this time. Last week and the week before that and the week before that, I think we're, on, we're already on episode four, part four of this message. Uh, we talked about the definition and why it was important to be shrewd and how God brought this message about. But today we're going to talk about this passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 10 that talks about shrewd. Jesus says this very interesting thing, and I think many people have been curious about it. And actually, it has a lot to say to us about the time that we are living in right now. But in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, actually, I'm going to read verse 16 to 20. Okay. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise, or that word, of course, is shrewd. Be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues. And you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them to the Gentiles. When they deliver you over, do not be anxious for how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father will speak through you. Brother will deliver brother over to death and the father, his child and children will rise against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And when they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly, I tell you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the son of man comes. So what does all this mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Listen, we are to be shrewd. We are to be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. And what is this passage of scripture? Why? What is the first thing we need to understand is why we are to be shrewd? Well, the reason is because we are on a mission. Did you not know that? <laughs> I think that you did. We're on a mission. See, there is a mission that Jesus is sending us out for. In Matthew, in chapter nine, which comes before this passage of scripture, he says to his, his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And then in John chapter four, he says, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white with harvest. You see, up until this moment in scripture, Jesus has already called the 12 disciples, right? He's, he's called them and then he's taught them. He has demonstrated the gospel for them with signs and wonders and miracles. And they've been observers, but now things are changing. And now he is sending them out because he is the Lord. He's the Lord of the harvest and he is sending out laborers into the harvest. But it's not only a mission, you see, it's an impartation with a purpose. 
Jesus, he doesn't send us out into the world with nothing, with no equipment, with no anointing. No, Jesus gives us the spirit of God. He gives us the Holy Spirit with power and authority to do the greater works, right? In Matthew chapter 10, verse one, he says, and he called to him his disciples, the 12 disciples, and he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Well, listen, it takes power for that. In Mark 16, 15 to 18, it says, go out into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. You will cast out demons. You will speak with new tongues. You will handle serpents. And if you drink any deadly poison, it won't harm you. And then you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. See, it's a a proclamation with a demonstration of the kingdom. We go out and we preach the gospel to all creation. But as we preach the gospel, we also have a demonstration of power. And how does this power come? Well, it comes by the poured out Holy Spirit in Acts chapter two. So Jesus sends out the disciples and they marvel because, because they could cast out spirits, right? And they could heal the sick. But then he tells them, go, go into Jerusalem and wait until you receive the clothing of the power of the Holy Spirit, till you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. You will be clothed with power. And in Acts chapter two, we read that, that, that the day of Pentecost comes and the Holy Spirit is poured out. And we know that, that Peter says at the end of Acts chapter two, that this, this gift, this gift of the Holy Spirit is for you and for all your children and your children's children, even all those who will call upon the name of the Lord. So it's for all of us. It's for his disciples in every age, not just the disciples of that moment when Jesus was walking on the earth in his human body. So John 14, 12 says, oh, please don't misunderstand me there. Jesus still is in human form but he is fully God and fully human at all times. But when he walked on the earth as a human, he was still fully God and fully human. So that was what I was referring to. So John 14, 12 says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I'm going to the father. You see, so you see the works that Jesus did are for all of us in all time. So Jesus gives us the Holy Spirit with power and the authority to do the greater works. And so we are being sent. We are on a mission and we've been given an impartation of the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill the purpose for the sending for which he is sending us out. So it's not only a mission with an impartation, but Jesus also shows us that there is a way of being in the hostile world. And, and so what is, what do I mean by that? The hostile world where our mission always takes place in a hostile world. You see Matthew eleven twenty four, Jesus is saying to go and tell John this, you know, for the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. What he's referring to right there is he's referring to a pattern that has been been in existence for all time. The minute the minute God begins to move on the earth, there is a violent opposition and resistance that resistance that comes in, causing hostility, conflict, and violence. 
against God's people, and it's actually against the move of God, and it's and it's uh, engineered by Satan. And so, when the spirit moves and the kingdom begins to advance, there will always be hostility and conflict and violence. Conflict is unavoidable. We're in that time now. Our mission takes place in a hostile world. Didn't Jesus tell us that he was giving us peace because in the world we were going to have trouble. We were going to have tribulation. We would be persecuted. We would be, we would suffer. We can't get around these things. This is the conflict and the violence and the hostility that we endure when, as the people of God. But we are being sent on a mission and we have an impartation, the power and the authority of Jesus. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, the authority in the name of Jesus, the authority that comes by the shed blood of Christ. Listen, we've not been, we've not been sent out with no weapons is what I'm trying to say to you. But then in Matthew 10, 16, he says this, this funny thing, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as a serpent and innocent and gentle as a dove. Well, that doesn't sound very good, does it? But let me explain to you, because really it's a marvelous thing that Jesus is saying here. We're to be shrewd as a serpent and innocent as a dove. Shrewd as a serpent. Why a serpent? Well, because of Genesis chapter three, verse one. It says, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. Some translations of scripture say crafty, others say shrewd, because this is the same word, the Septuagint, which is the Greek, which is the Greek Greek interpretation of even the Hebrew scriptures, will use the same Greek word as we have in, in, uh, in the Matthew verse 10, chapter 10 verse it's shrewd. It's a wisdom. It's a shrewdness. So the serpent in the beginning, you see, he was more shrewd. Why was he more shrewd? Well, he was able to assess the situation insightfully and with prophetic foresight and insight. And then he was able to draw a sound conclusion about what was happening. What am I talking about? It means that the serpent saw the big picture. He saw what was going on. He saw what was coming in the future as a result of what was going on. And if he didn't act, he saw how it was going to turn out. And so instead he stepped into the opportunity because he saw what was going on. He could see the opportunity that he had and he acted in order to redirect the outcome in his favor. You see, he saw, he understood that man was was made in God's image. And as God's image bearer, he'd been given dominion and authority over everything. He was after that dominion. He had come against God and he was thrown down to the earth. Now he was going to come against God's image in humanity in order to take dominion over God's creation and become the Lord of the age. Oh, yes, he was shrewd. And we are charged by Jesus to be shrewd as a servant, to see the big picture, what's going on in the time and the season we're living in, what's coming in the future as a result of what's going on, and then watch for the opportunity to act in order to redirect the outcome in the favor of the kingdom. Oh, if only, if only Adam and Eve had been shrewd in the garden. Oh, they had been given the authority, but they didn't act shrewdly 
But you see, Jesus has taken back everything that Adam and Eve lost. And then he empowers us so that we will not make the same mistake twice. Yet, we are also not just to be shrewd. We are to be shrewd, shrewd as a serpent, but we are also to be innocent as doves. What does that mean? Well, you see, see, innocent means unmixed, pure in motive. Doesn't, doesn't Paul tell us that without love, we're nothing. It says that you can, you can prophesy everything. You can move mountains with your faith. You can know all things, but if you don't have love, if you're not pure in your motive, then you are nothing and you will not act shrewdly. Romans 6, 19 says, I want you to be wise, shrewd. That's the same word, shrewd. I want you to be shrewd as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. Why? Because see, evil is the work of the serpent. He works through demons. He works through the flesh. Anything that is not of God, anything that is against God, anything that is not in alignment with God's will, his ways, and and what he wants for people. It's the work of darkness. It's the work of the enemy. And so we need to be wise as to what is good. And we need to be innocent as to what is evil. In Philippians, in Philippians 2, verse 15, says, children of God, We are supposed to be children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom we are to shine as lights in the world. Here we are again. See, we are supposed to be sons of light. We are to be the light of the world. Yet Jesus said in that, in that first passage of scripture in Luke 16, he says, the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light because he wants us to become shrewd. But even in becoming shrewd, we need to stay innocent, unmixed, pure in motive, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse world. And in that way, we will shine as lights in the world. So you see, the wisdom of the serpent is contrasted by the quality of the dove. And we're not talking about a bird here. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Why? Because see, without the right heart, without, without innocent, pure, unmixed heart, without being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, Holy Spirit in submission to God's will and mission, in agreement with the heart and the ways of God, shrewd is just a snake. It becomes manipulative, selfish, self-seeking, underhanded, undermining. But without shrewdness, Innocence is naivete, gullibility. Remember, we talked before about being simple. It become it means that we are simple and we have no moral or intellectual discernment. And we are led away by every vain philosophy and every deception of the enemy. So we need to be both and, not either or. We need to be both shrewd as a serpent and gentle, innocent as a dove. So Matthew 10, 16 to 20. Remember what we say. See, can you assess, can you assess this passage shrewdly again? Let's read it again. Matthew 10, 16 to 20. Behold, I'm sending you out like sheep in the midst of wolves to be, to be wise or shrewd as a serpent and innocent as a dove. Beware of men 
for they will deliver you over to the courts and they will flog you in the synagogue. You'll be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. And when they deliver you over, do not be anxious for what you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given you in that hour for it is not you who speaks, but it is the spirit of your father speaking through you. You see, can you see now from heaven's perspective what's going on? We have to navigate these times with shrewdness and with innocence if we're going to take advantage of the situations that we come up against for the kingdom. See, the opposition against us <clears throat> will then be turned into an opportunity for us to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, the uttermost parts of the world. You see, hear what I'm saying. Shrewd means to assess the situation, act with wisdom and sound judgment and foresight, prophetic foresight and insight in order to see where things are going and make a decision, take the right action to redirect the outcome in our favor and advancing the kingdom. There's going to be hostile situations that we face because our mission takes place in a hostile world. And we will need to navigate these in order to seize the opportunities they afford. Eugene Peterson says it this way, and I love this. He says, stay alert. This is hazardous work I'm assigning you to. You're going to be like sheep running through a wolf pack. But don't be naive. Some people will impugn your motives. Others will smear your reputation just because you believe in me. But don't get upset when they haul you before the civil authorities because without knowing it, They've done you and me a favor. They've given you a platform for preaching the kingdom news. And don't worry about what you'll say or how you'll say it because the right words will be there because the spirit of your father will supply the words. You can find that in the message Bible. So he sends us out as sheep among wolves. And when contrasted with a wolf, a lamb, a sheep, it seems defensive. It seems completely at the mercy of its enemies. But Jesus says, don't be afraid. Why? Because the kingdom of, has come and it is an upside down, right side up kingdom. It is a kingdom of great reversals. See, Jesus knew in this chapter, as he's saying these things, he knew and, and Matthew knew and, and Luke knew that as he's, as they're writing these passages, following the spirit of the Lord, as they write that in just a few chapters, we were going to understand that the lamb of God, who is also fulfilling his mission in the midst of wolves, the lamb of God would lay down his life and take back the keys to the kingdom, and he would arise as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And then when all authority is his and all his enemies are put underneath his feet, the lion turns and he gives those same keys to all of us, his disciples in every age. People of God, yes, we are sheep with a lion inside. We have nothing to fear. Jesus has already won. He's already overcome the world. He is the light of the world who displaces all the works of darkness. We are the sons of light. We have everything to gain in this time. We are not to have a poverty mentality here. We are to judge every situation 
from a kingdom perspective. When we judge a situation with a poverty mentality, then we become afraid and we start thinking about everything that could be lost. And then we back down and we back away. But we are to have a kingdom mentality, judging things from heaven, from heaven's perspective about what can be gained for the kingdom. Listen, if you lose your life, you gain your life. That's what we know. And we know that conflict is unavoidable. And yes, even death may come to some of us, but listen, death has lost its sting. It's still gained for us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We have nothing to fear. How we think in this time is so important for how we perceive circumstances in this time. And you have to have the attitude that we haven't come this far to only come this far. So to be shrewd, we have to think shrewdly. We've been given a shrewd mind. Second Timothy 1, 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound, you guessed it, that word sound, sound mind, it's shrewd mind. It means that we can think this way. Why? Because we have been given the mind of Christ. We can think with revelatory insight. We have the spirit of God who will show us things to come. Listen, the Holy Spirit has given us his mind, the mind of Christ, God's thoughts. It's a sound mind. It's a shrewd mind. We've been given the sound mind so that we can be empowered in this time to advance the kingdom. So tell me this, who created the serpent? God. Who's more shrewd than a serpent? God. And who is in us as we are being sent out? God, the Holy Spirit. And what are we being sent out into? The darkness. And what has overcome the darkness? The light. And who is the light? Jesus. And who's, and whose are we? His. And who is the light of the world? We are. We are the sons of light. We are the light of this world. And it's time for us, the church, to awaken to the opportunity in this moment right now to be the light of the world. Listen, God desires leaders, pastors, all of his people to be shrewd in this time. We need to deal shrewdly, but innocently in politics and business, education, entertainment, family, ministry, communications in all of these areas, in every place that we are sent, every place that we live and work and, and go. We are the sons of light. It's time for us to rise up in our society, in cities, in nations, and be the sons of light in this dark generation. And the place it begins is right here in our hearts, right here in our hearts. Listen, right now, I'm saying to you, if you knew you only had four years to do business freely, what would you set in place right now? Again, don't get political on me right now. This is, this is a provocative question that God is using to provoke you to think in a new way. There are going to be things you need to set aside so that you can do things in a different way. There are going to be ways in dealing in business and a relationship and even relationships and alignments that you have made and you've been a part of in the past that need to come to an end now, not because they're bad necessarily, though if they're bad, they need to end, but because God has something new. And so there's a window of opportunity that is opening for you right now. It's a Kairos moment on the earth for you to get prepared, get ready and get things in order. There's no time 
to waste. You need to think about this in terms of your finances, in terms of your business, in terms of your family, in terms of your calling, in terms of your health, in terms of your attitude. Because see, the added, the adversity we are facing right now is supposed to stir up creativity for kingdom strategies so that situations can be turned in our favor and in the favor of the kingdom. So the kingdom is advanced in our lives and in the lives of those around us so that you will be positioned to be used by God in the lives of other people in your neighborhood, in your city, in your nation, and in the world. Listen, God is on the move right now. Now, listen, I want to pray for you. So I want you to hold your hands out. I want you to close your eyes and I want to pray for you right now. Isaiah 60 says, rise and shine for your light has come. It's time for you to rise. It's time for you to awaken. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask that a spirit of wisdom would be placed upon those who are listening right now. I declare over you right now, those of you who are listening, that the shifts, the sudden changes, and even the crisis in your life, in the church and in the nation, are creating unprecedented opportunities for kingdom advancement. The adversity is not going to tear you down. It's not going to tear down the church. It's not going to discourage you any longer, But it's and it's not going to cause you to shrink back anymore. But I declare and decree that this adversity is going to stimulate creative kingdom strategies that are going to be put in place now. And they're breaking forth right now in a new way. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come right now. I ask you to come right now. Right now, if you're listening to me, I want you to just repeat something after me. I want you to begin to declare this right now over your life, over your life, over your identity. Father, I declare and decree, say this with me. I am a son of light. I am the light of the world. I haven't come this far to only come this far. And I will not be afraid of the times. Say it again. I am a son of light. I am the light of the world. I haven't come this far to only come this far, and I will not be afraid of the times. So, Father, right now, I just just ask, Holy Spirit, come. Come upon your people. Comfort them. Remove their fear. Minister to them. Heal their wounds, God. Heal the trauma of the last season, God. Bring blessing in place of cursing. And Father, give us great wisdom for this time in Jesus' name. Now listen, even as I was praying for you and I stopped for a moment when I said trauma, it came to my mind, the Lord brought to my remembrance that we have done some amazing uh, podcast interviews with the likes of uh, Dr. Pete Bellini and Dr. Mike Hutchins and Dr. Barbara. And I want you to go back and I want you to listen to them if you feel like you have trauma in your life, because that will help you heal from that so that you can begin to think shrewdly. And that's all we have time for today. And I bless you and I thank you for listening. Be shrewd in this time. Be a son of light because that's really who you are. God bless you and I'll see you again next week. Thank you for joining us for the Move Forward Podcast. We would love for you to rate this podcast and share it with a friend. You can connect with Dr. Kim on social media. For those links and more, visit her website, kimmoss.com. Host Dr. Kim Moss leads Kim Moss Ministries and Women of Our Time. She is the author of Prophetic Community, The Way of the Kingdom, Facing Ziklag, and The Four Questions. You can find those books on Amazon. Remember, 
never throw away your confidence. It is time to move forward.